Hey, it's Easter Sunday. I'll just wear a normal outfit to church this week. April Fool's, I'm going all out. Oh, the stone has rolled away and Lane Bryant has rolled back prices. Here I come. Look at this scarf right here. Man looks at outward appearances and so do the women at my church. You know what? I wish Doug would dress more like this. It's like we walk into church. He is risen. My husband looks like he just walked out of prison. Stop it right now. I have ascended to heaven. I don't care how disrespectful and rebellious my children are. We will look good for Easter. Look at this man. Mannequin right here. This body is dead, but Jesus is risen. Look at all these pastels. On an average Sunday, it's come as you are, but on Easter Sunday, we accessorize. Look at all these heels. The tomb is empty, and so is my wallet. Hey, can you check the weather real quick? I just don't know if this dress is going to be enough. I know the service is inside, but the helicopter candy drop, that's out on the lawn. Look <laughs> at this little suit right here. My son will be sitting next to me on Sunday morning and sitting in a therapist's office when he's 30. Oh, the stone has rolled away, but these rhinestones will be on my shirt. Thank you very much. Honestly, the church we normally go to, we're not going there on Easter Sunday. They don't have a photo booth. Oh, stop it right now. Take my money. Okay, Levi's 32-inch waist. I wish my husband had that. Where's the husky section? Look at these heels right here. The dead in Christ shall rise first. I don't know. I like this suit jacket right here, but it's too constricting. I need my arms available for worship. You think Doug would wear this pink, yes or no? Okay, all we need now is a clever caption for the Instagram photo. I'm thinking, some bunny loves you, or my personal favorite, Hoppy Easter. My alarm is set for 3 a.m. We will make it to the 11 o'clock service. <laughs> Chloe, you look at me right now. If I see one chocolate stain on this peach satin dress, I will spank you in the nursery. Now go try this on. Let's go celebrate the risen Lord. <laughs> <laughs> So I have one question. Jeremy, you know that this guy's a pastor's kid, right? Yeah, you knew that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sensed it. You sensed it. Anyway, so what we know is that it is Easter, my friends, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So why don't you all stand up? (laughs) What we know is that without Christ, we are dead in our sins. But because of Christ, we have been made new. And it really is not about did you, you know, did you get your, you know, your Easter digs on. Um, our granddaughter picked that out for Scott this morning. Right. That was Dressed awesome. By our five-year-old right? granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and I think these pants I wore at the first Easter here at Crossroads Church. Nobody knows that. But um, I have, the shirts have to get longer because the pants don't fit the same anymore. And, uh, and what we know is we don't, we don't come to see what you're wearing. We come to see the risen king. We come to see the one who makes all things new. We come to see the one who has filled our hollow hearts with his love, right? How many of you got a hollow Easter bunny? Couldn't even believe that, that one of my grandchildren bit into a hollow Easter bunny today. I couldn't believe it. It's like, and then we laughed about it because there's a joke about the reason hollow is important because you want to remind them that the grave is Right? So that's how you cheap parents get away with giving <laughs> hollow, hollow Easter bunnies. Did you guys see the meme where um, the, the two Easter bunnies are talking to each other, the two chocolate Easter bunnies? The one uh, got the ears off and the one got the backside off. And, and the one with the backside said, this is a pain in the butt. And then the, the bunny without the ears went, huh? <laughs> And so what we know is that there is a lot of silliness around Easter, but there is something that is so very serious. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're here. Yeah. That's why you're here. Because something happened in 
you that even brought you in the building today. Whether you've actually said yes to Christ or not, you are saying yes by your feet being on the floor in a house set apart for God. You are saying something about whether someone invited you or not. You're saying, okay, I can do that for two, three, four hours. Only kidding. It's only going to be a few more minutes. But you came and you said yes to God. And so what we want to say to you today is happy new life. Yeah. All right, say happy new life to somebody. Give them a happy high five. Life. Happy new life. Happy new life. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Listen to what the angel said. He is, come on, not here. He has, he has risen, risen just, just as he said. said. Come, come and see, see the place where he lay. lay. And everybody said, he is yeah. risen he and is we risen. shall rise. Yes. Amen. So we want to ask you a question this morning. What is one old thing you would like to exchange for something new? What one old thing? Feel free to sit down. You're going to sit with that for a little bit. We'll bring it back in a few minutes. Yeah, so several years ago, Claire and I and uh, our kids, we were up north, and uh, we have some really generous friends of ours that for years uh, have given us the opportunity to stay at their cabin anytime. Uh, it's on it's on Houghton Lake. Stay at their cabin anytime we'd like, anytime the schedule worked. So we've been taking advantage of that really since our kid, probably about 15 years or so at that point, maybe maybe a little bit less. But um, they would never accept money. They would never accept us paying for anything. So uh, we would try to do little things when we were done, certainly try to clean the place up when we left, those kinds of things. But anyway, this year, after being so many years in a row, we thought, you know what, let's get them an outside patio set. Let's really splurge. They won't, you know, if they don't like it, the risk is they might not like it. Maybe they'll take it back. So off we went to Walmart pulled into Walmart and started to talk to the lady uh, in the patio, the home and garden area. And I noticed she was kind of cold to me as I was talking to her because one of the first things I said to her is I said, well, um, if this doesn't work out, we'll be able to bring it back. And so she was kind of cold. We were shopping around, trying to find a place. Well, after some time, she realized in conversation that we were actually going to do what we were going to do. And she started to get warm to the idea. And I asked her, I said, so what was the problem kind of initially? It seemed like there was some resistance. And she said, well, you would be shocked at how many people, she said, when you asked if you could bring this back, she said, you'd be shocked at how many people come up to these lakes and they'll come to Walmart or they'll come to our store, they'll buy stuff, they'll use it all week. And at the end of the week, they bring it back. They just like, like all, she said, anything. And, and the policy is you can bring anything back. So wouldn't that be cool? Like you could just exchange anything old for new. Wouldn't that be cool? Just like, as you're thinking about what you'd like to exchange, let's all say on three, if I could exchange anything, say what it is, just nice and loud. Let's say it together, what you would exchange if you could exchange anything old for new. Ready? One, two, three. Who said pastors? <laughs> I heard it. So anyway, that's Go what ahead, he's... That's confess, because there's forgiveness here in Jesus. That's name. right. That's what the message of Easter really is. That's what Easter is all about. We bring our brokenness. We bring our, our, our falling short. We bring our, uh, our areas of our life that we're just not measuring up. And we bring that to Christ. And we say, because of the resurrection, we can say to Jesus, you know what? I bring this my inadequacy, and I ask you to take this old broken thing mm -hmm. that I bring 
and exchange it for something new. The Amen. scripture says in John eleven twenty five, it says that I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus said, he who believes in me will live even though he dies. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Seriously happy about that because when I look around and I watch how people are at Easter time, I, I want to say, in fact, I saw a meme yesterday that said something like, I want a non-denominational, non-religious holiday. And uh, so maybe you've seen Gaff again and he might help us find Christ. <laughs> Easter, that's a weird tradition. Easter, the day Jesus rose from the dead, what should we do? How about eggs? <laughs> well, what does that have to do with Jesus? All right, we'll hide them. I don't follow your logic. Don't worry, there's a bunny. Yeah, so we can miss the message, the core of what Jesus really came to do in the midst of all of the other things that go on around Easter. We don't want to miss it. Right. I mean, I don't want to miss it. Even sometimes when you're having a really challenging week. And did anybody have one of those this week? Anybody have a challenging one? Hmm. Yeah. So what we do when we come to church on Sunday is we bring all of our glory and all of our grime can you say that? We bring all our glory, we bring all, all our, our grime. And all the our whole grime. thing comes with us. And what we realize is that if it's about bunnies and eggs, we are bummed. We have no hope. But if indeed it is about God, then we of all people should be filled with hope this morning. If indeed it is about the God who rose from the grave, who when Mary went to look for him, the angel had to say, stop looking. He is not here. Can you imagine that? I mean, put yourself in Mary's shoes for a minute. He is not here. She's like, what? What? Are you kidding? And then hope began to fill her because there was this gift that was given to her that she was to be an apostle to the apostles. That's what the scripture says, that she was to bring the word to those that would also bring the word. And the message of Easter, my friends, is not about bunnies, although I'm telling you, we got bunnies at our house too and eggs. We're hiding them this afternoon. We're going to have a blast. And I also have those one eggs, you know, that my kids laugh at me, that you open them up and then all the story of Easter's in there. There's a nail. There's a whip. And my kids are looking at me like, Mom, they're four. Are you get you know, but I feel like we need to let them know what Easter is about, right? I want to give them chocolate. I want them to know what Easter is about. I want them to know the message of Easter is this, friends. God is good. Yes. God is good. I love 1 Corinthians 15, 55. It says, where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? And then the message version is even better. Death swallowed up in a triumphant life. Put this to rap, Jaquiel. Who got the last word, O oh death? O oh death, who's afraid of you now? <laughs> who's afraid of you now? We don't have to be afraid of death, my friends. Right. I love the scripture telling us that, however, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and what no human heart has conceived, this is what God has prepared for you yes. and for me. You can't conceive it. You can't wrap your brain around it. So 30, um, 30 years ago today, our little boy Paul went to heaven. And Paul uh, was 
probably the person in our lives that taught us to pray more than any other human being because he had a syndrome incompatible with life. And so you better believe we learned how to pray, how to get on our knees, how to call out to God, how to pray for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done in our lives. And I have to tell you, 30 years ago today on April the 1st, it was not April Fool's Day to me. It was a day that opened up heaven and said, you know what? Oh, death. Really? Really, death? Really? Who's afraid of you now? Who's afraid of you now? Because you can't take life from a Christ follower. You can't take life from someone who is held in God's hands. And I'll tell you, yeah, you will grieve, but your grief is under the same roof with gratitude when you know somebody is looking at Jesus face to face. Face to face. I mean, imagine that, my friends. See, all our lives, we've been connecting the dots. Steve Jobs said it this way. He said, a lot of people in our industry haven't had very diverse experiences. So they don't have enough dots to connect. And they end up with very linear solutions without a broad perspective on the problem. The broader one's understanding of the human experience, the better the design they will have. Scott and I feel like the dots that we've been connecting all our lives, um, as a young married couple, as young parents, living through grief together, learning how to go through mourning, learning how to keep trusting, I have to tell you, it's been training our entire lives. We're going to be married 37 years on Tuesday. 37 years. And... How have you done it? Right? We shall rise. Yes, we We shall rise. rise. Right? And we keep rising. That is the key, my friends, to good relationships. That is the key to getting over the most difficult things of your life, over death, over divorce, over pain. You got to rise. We got to connect the dots and say, this belongs. Our, Our son's life taught us, this ain't all there is, my friend. This is, this is prelude to an eternity. And when that comes into our hearts, we can get over Loyola losing the game last night, Avery. I'm so sorry. It, you know, but it was a beautiful run, wasn't it? Those wonderful Loyola Ramblers. But hail to the victors. And um, anyway, I have to tell you the truth, though. I was cheering for Loyola, um, but I didn't tell anybody except for Scott. So here's what we need to know. you got to be able to connect the dots of your life to say, this situation is actually training me for this situation. See, I, I, what I see about Jesus is that Jesus was giving up his life all his life so that Good Friday was no surprise. Jesus was constantly, from before the beginning of time, giving his life away, which is why he could do Friday. You know why we can't make it through a Friday a good Friday, is because we haven't been training. But guess what? Today we're training. Today we're training. Today we're going to say, I want to be trained to live a resurrected, victorious life. I want to be able to connect the dots of all my diverse experiences, the good, the bad, and the... Yeah, say ugly. Ugly. Yeah, there's ugly stuff. And if you can connect the dots, you will make it to resurrection. You will rise. Come on, you will rise. You will rise again and again and again all the way to heaven. And so you can either stay dead all the way to death or you can keep rising all the way to rising. Amen? Amen. So let's do that. 
Yeah, so um, in Revelation did 21. Did I throw you off there? You did a little bit, but I'm not. <laughs> you can scroll, recover. scroll. Scroll. Where do you want Revelation me to go? Revelation 21. Oh, you want that four one? Four and five, uh-huh. it says that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death. Come on, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's really good news. No mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Such a profound statement. The word nuke shows up almost 500 times in the scripture, and I think this is one of the most powerful times, is when Jesus says, I am making everything new. It's amazing. And some of us listen. It's like, imagine gone at that point is every kind of horrible thing you could think of. No more waiting rooms at hospitals. Gone uh, our diseases. Gone our relational brokennesses. Gone uh, is every child uh, that dies in early life. Gone uh, our motionless ultrasounds or broken hearts, anxiety, whatever we could think of. Gone. All of those, all of those hardships just gone. But even as we think about that, even as we think about, and Claire talking about, that the ability that we have as, a, as people um, in saying that God is good even in difficulty uh, has this eternal flavor to it. Like we, we consider scriptures like Revelation 21 here that... Uh, God is making all things new, and that's a promise that we have an eternity to look forward to. But how about today? Where's the promise for today? Because it's great for tomorrow. And I think that all of us would celebrate the fact that there is this promise for eternity, but what about our today? And the truth is, is the promise is not just for our tomorrow, but the be- when, it, when the scripture says new, it talks about new begins now. That's really what it means. The message of Easter is not just that things will get better later, but the opportunity for them to be better is now, Come on, on this say, day, yep, right? Now, now, now. So, say, we shall rise. We shall Even rise. Now. So uh, the Apostle Paul says here in 2 Corinthians, he says, he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. And the scripture goes on um, and it says, It says, at one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Listen to this. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. So what Paul understands is, he doesn't say the old life is gone. A new life will come someday. The new life has begun. So the minute, the moment that you give your life to Christ, your new life begins in that moment. It, it starts on that day. All right, come on, act like you're Pentecostal so, for a minute. Say amen. <laughs> so this is the message of Easter. Yep. Not that we just have a hope for tomorrow, but that we have a hope for today. The message of the resurrection is that the resurrection changes everything for us in this day. It changes how I live on this day. It changes everyone that gives their life to Christ. It changes your perspective immediately. It changes the way you see everything. The resurrection changes my purpose. It clarifies what I was created to do and to be. It it clarifies our passion, what we want to give our energy to. The resurrection begins to do that. 
And what begins at my commitment continues through eternity. So therefore, death, simply, it's not a period in our life. It's a comma that takes us into a new place. So out of all those things, though, I think probably most important for us on this day is to understand the new life that I begin now, I need new power, right? Yes, yes, I do. We could talk about new passion and new purpose and new perspective, but I think that consistently what we all need is new power. I, I was talking to somebody recently that just said to me, they said, I am just so worn out. Have you ever felt worn out? Even on this day, you may be feeling worn out. Not today, but just tired. Friday. That's why we spend millions and millions mm-hmm. of dollars, for instance, on energy drinks. I was just reading the other day that coffee sales are all of a sudden going back up in the United States. And there is this piece where we're trying to get more energy, more power in our lives. But you know, and I know that no matter what we're drinking, drinking, no matter what we're trying to consume and take in, no matter what formula, no matter which Red Bull we drink, the reality of it is, is that is not sufficient for the power you and I need for our, we need for our lives on this day. You know, that power that gives us the ability to forgive, for instance, on this day, forgive those perhaps that have betrayed you or broken your heart. That ability goes beyond something that the world can offer. That's the power that the scripture is talking about. This new life, new power, the power to stop doing some of the things that maybe we're doing that we need to stop. We need power for that that goes beyond a formula that the world offers. It's a power that only God and the resurrection has offered to us. If Jesus can go to a cross, die there, resurrect from the dead, and be in such deep pursuit of you and I, how much more would he give us the power we need to live this life on this day? The power to get through. Not the power to go around things, not the power to avoid things, but the power to go through. You say that all the time. Yes. Like to all of us in the family, it's like you're going through. Mm -hmm. You're going through. Mm -hmm. It's like don't even think for a minute. You're not going through. Right. You're not going around. You're not going to lay down. You're going through. Yeah. And it's and and when you say that, there's you know it's better than Red Bull for me. Mm -hmm. So just give me a fist bump on that one. You got it. So in Ephesians 1, <laughs> You'll be all right, in Ephesians 1, 19 and 20, the scripture says this. Paul again says this. He said, I pray. I'm sorry, you've got that. Do you have that up? Ephesians, okay. I have up. This is, so, you guys have to know that we need the power of God to preach together because yeah. we are so different. He's yeah. peanut butter, jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, happy new life. Anyway, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power? Everyone say his power. His power. For us who believe. Yes. According to the The working working of of his his great power. power. God has power for you. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. 
far above all rule Woo! and authority yes. and power and, and dominion and above every name that, that is named, not, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. come. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. If Jesus has the power to raise from the dead, he certainly has the power to give you the power to go through whatever life troubles you with right. and whatever you need a breakthrough right. in. Yes. He has brought you Thank power. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. So when Romans 6, 4 says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too might live a new life. Yes. This is such good news, my friend. It is such good news because people that get baptized, I don't know, why did you get baptized? Those of you who chose baptism, think about it for a minute. What was in your heart when you said, I'm going to do this kind of weird thing where you get into a tub, you know, in, in front of the church and, and, and they pray and they dunk you under the water and you come out and you're all wet in front of, you know, hundreds of your not closest friends. And, and what made you do that? What makes people go into the waters of baptism? Well, there is something. There is something here. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Yes. I got to tell you, friends, we need new life. Mm-hmm. I need new life. I need God's new life breathed into me. This has been one of those weeks. You ever have one of those weeks where you get into the shower every day and you're praying, baptize me again, right? Anybody ever have weeks like that? You should. If you haven't tried it, it's really good for you. (laughs) You get in and you just do it again. You go, baptize me. Was that movie, The Apostle? Yeah, yeah, it might yeah. be. You're right. Yeah. yeah, that's don't recommend that movie. No. There were good things, but don't re- And so there's this this ability to remember your baptism mm-hmm. and to say, God, without you, I don't have this. With you, I got this. Without you, I am dead in my trespasses. With you, I'm alive yes. and I can have hope. I can have strength. I can have help. You know, there are things that I can't take you there because the, the timer's about to go off on me. But here's what you need to know. 30 years ago when our son died and I had an open vision of my son, um, he, he was welcoming somebody into heaven. And 21 years later, it's a long story. If you want to hear it, I'll write it out and send it to you. But it was my nephew Isaac that he received into heaven. If we had known in that vision what was coming 21 years later, we may have had more hope. But God doesn't reveal the whole 21-year deal you're living right now. God says, can you hope without knowing right now for that which you can't do? Yes. Can you hope for the power that is beyond the grave? That when you have a vision or a dream or there's a word or there's a scripture and something gets dropped in your heart, you don't get the end from the beginning, but you say, you know what? I know God is good. Good. If you've got the baseline of God is good, you can get through any 21-year period of your life, any 40-year period of your life. 
I, I want to say, friends, we want to know the God of resurrection power. We want to know the God who says, you might only see Friday, but Sunday is coming. And it might be a long three days, but it is coming, and don't you ever forget it. Stand up, people of God. This is God's promise to us. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are. We've had things this week that we prayed for people in their farms who have problems with their animals. We prayed for people this week who were going in for surgery. We prayed for people this week that had, had relational brokenness and betrayals. I mean, be a part of the prayer army that says, we don't know what it's going to look like over there, but we're going to pray here. We're going to pray like we're looking at Sunday. We're going to pray like the tomb yes. we know is empty. We're going to pray like it's happy new life to you. That there is this promise of new life and that no matter what is happening, no matter what is happening, my friends, no matter what problems people have, will you stand and tell them new life's coming? Will you tell people new life is coming? Can you say he is risen and we shall rise? Yes. He is risen, and we shall rise. It's our truth. It's our hope. It's our way. It's our God. And God is good. Amen. 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 Happy new life to you. What are you singing, Don? My All right. It's found its resting place. And I search no more. My hope has found its resting place, and I'll search no more. Sing it, church. Even the darkness is light to you.
I'm supposed to bless y'all and send y'all out of here, but I'm going to read the scripture that we read in the beginning. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order, the old order, how it used to be. Where you had to go before God and say, God, forgive me for this because you won't bless me because I'm, I'm messed up. He is not imputing sin on us anymore because Jesus is love. His love is all in us. That's the gospel. He said, he said the old order is passed away. He who had seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Everything new. That's the gospel. We got a new thing going on. <laughs> Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and they're true. So write it on your heart because the gospel of Jesus Christ is that he is trustworthy and true. Everything that he said in his word, he said he would do it. He would do it. All we got to do is receive it. Just like we received our salvation, we have received what Christ has done for us on the cross. I didn't mean to preach, but we're gone. See y'all later. Have a wonderful week, everyone. We hope to see you next week. Even in the darkness, there's light.